this is Drinking with the Gnome. We're back again for another episode. This one I recorded what seems like forever ago downtown at uh, Crown Republic Gastro Pub, and uh, it was a, a multi-show night. I was joined not only by Alex and Aaron from Crown Republic, but I was also joined by Jason and Lindsay from Rivertown to talk about Lumen, which is their sparkling mineral water. That's a different episode that's coming hopefully next week, uh, but this week we were talking about Crown Republic. It's one of those those bars that kind of flies under the radar a lot of times. Um, people get distracted by the new fancy uh, whatever is happening in, uh, in OTR or the banks or wherever it may be, but... Crown Republic is in the Central Business District, which is um, going to be a huge focus of development in the next uh, next year or so, so keep your eye on that. But um, it's a really great bar, really great restaurant, one of those places that if you haven't been there, you really need to get there, um, and we'll, we'll dive into why. So, uh, yeah, let's do that. Let's dive in. Drinking with the Gnome. Um, start things out by everybody introducing themselves. My name's Alex. I'm a manager here at Crown Republic Gastro Pub. My name is Aaron. I'm a manager here at Crown Republic as well. It's always frustrating when somebody has a good radio voice and they come on and you've got a great radio voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Jason Roper, I'm the uh, brewmaster and founder at uh, Rivertown Brewing. I am Lindsay Roper. I am the dream facilitator at Rivertown Brewery and advocate of Lumen Spiked Sparkling Mineral Waters. Wow. Which we're going to talk about on the next part piece of the show. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Actually, we'll probably talk about it a little on this one, too, because there's a cocktail right there that I think we need to talk about. Um, so this is one of the many, many bars in Cincinnati that I've never been to before. And so it's always fun to get to check out a new place and see what it's all about. Um, let's start off with the simple. What makes a gastro pub versus a bar versus a tavern versus a whatever other names there are? What, what makes this a gastro pub? Tavern, I think you have to have a lot more wood <laughs> on the inside. <laughs> But for a gastro pub, it's mainly just um, cutting edge of food uh, and drink. It is a very common question. People think, you know, gastro, they think stomach, you know, illnesses, right. stuff like that. But it just has to do with, like, constantly experimenting, uh, yeah, just with food and drinks, cocktails. Um, Aaron, who kind of runs the beer program, always trying to bring in uh, new beers. You know, we don't like to recycle except for you guys because we love what you guys do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, we are, we're located on what, 8th and Sycamore, 8th and Sycamore, um, right by Arnold's, uh, sorry to cut you off, Arnold's Pub, uh, which a lot of people might be more familiar with. Downtown, not over the Rhine, not at the banks, not in any, like it's, it's straight up. I, you know, to, to break the fourth wall a little bit, I went to school right over on 7th and Main. And so I spent a lot of time kind of walking around these areas and yes. drinking on lunch breaks and things like that. So um, this is definitely a comfort zone for me. But, yeah. um, I, I want to kind of give people a good impression of 
what this place is. And I think, you know, you, you talked about it being a, a gastro pub and, and that, that tie of food and drink. But um, from what I can tell, and again, my experience here is extremely limited in just the little time I've been sitting here. Um, that plays into the drinks themselves, too, you know, with cocktails, fresh ingredients, um, lots of Absolutely, uh, yeah. ways to let those shine. You know, you're not necessarily yeah. hiding behind some kind of uh, sugary, syrupy Never. Uh, no, no, no. schnapps, for better sense of the word. Um, let's talk about this, this, this one that's right in front of us right now. This kind of plays into um, the other show that we're going to be doing, either as you're listening to this, either one that was before this or after this or somewhere around this. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that works. But um, tell me a little bit about this, how you guys came up with it, why you came up with it. We'll talk about the, the Lumen. Um, but Yeah, well, the Lumen was a big part of this. Uh, we got to try, I think its original incarnation was the cucumber and mojito you guys brought. Yeah. And it wasn't even canned <clears throat> yet. It was just in a keg. Draft and I love that. Yeah, that was, that was serious. I love cucumbers, so... And mojito. I do too. You know, and mint. Um, so, and I remember talking to you originally. I was like, I, I want to put gin. I want to do all sorts of stuff with this. So, when you guys finally started canning this one, me and Aaron were like, we can definitely do something um, with this. And like you said, we do all of our cocktails uh, incorporate fresh, you know, fresh, uh, fresh fruit. Um, we make all of our own syrups here. Um, so, we do a lot of prep for everything. But we want to keep it simple as well, very approachable. So, I mean, really, this is just um, muddled strawberries, um, muddled cucumber, muddled mint. And then we have what we call strawberry doli, which uh, is a big thing here, house-infused uh, yeah. liquors that we make here. We have a really popular pineapple one. This one incorporates our strawberry uh, doli, so strawberry-infused vodka. Um, we just do like an ounce of that, do some uh, mint bitters uh, to give a little bit of a peppermint feel. Ice it and then just top the rest of it with the lemon uh, cucumber mint, and it's refreshing. A little bit of sweet, little like sweetness to it, but uh, I feel like you could, you know, pound these. Yeah, you know? yeah and it's right. not going to give you that sugar rush. Most it, of the sweetness comes from the the strawberry, which we're using actual muddled and uh, strawberries, so it's not that artificial sweetness yeah. to it. So. When I feel like something like lumen kind of opens up the uh, the, the idea of what a mixer is I, can, I hate yeah. using the word mixer because it becomes an actual part it's of the, actual, the drink yeah. instead of something that just tops it up and Absolutely. fills it up and gives it that little little bit of fizziness too um you can tell that the cocktail carries on a lot of the personality of the drink and builds on that and adds some other stuff that um hopefully will inspire you guys for some other flavors <laughs> i know that's what i was thinking yeah that strawberry like, oh. needs to be <laughs> in the right 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 <laughs> how long have you guys been here uh, just over a year, so I yeah, a year like June fourteenth, I, yeah, I think. Yeah, middle of June last year was uh, our official open. So um, yeah, just about a year, and it's still a lot of people haven't heard of us. We're in, an, like you said, odd location, um, being an eighth and sixth. I didn't say it was odd. Oh, my I said bad. it was great. great. <laughs> Sorry to put words in your mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah, not not much else in this area yet, but. It's, it's nice to be one of the first people here on this block. So. How do you, and this, this is probably a big question, but how, how do you guys find that, that balance of what the personality of a place like this is when you are in a city like Cincinnati that's, that has all this happening very quickly? You know, we talk, talked about over OT, OTR where yeah. there is everything happening up there, you know, all kinds of different bars, yeah. all kinds of different right. restaurants. Um, uh, in this area, there is a very distinct type of place, and you talked about Arnold's being right there. You know, there's, 
very distinct kind of thing. How do you find your place in all of that? I think for us, um, a lot of it is we le- we let um, our product speak for us. So Anthony, the chef owner, very talented guy. Again, with the bar program, um, we do everything we can to make good, fresh drinks, and then great service. So I think that our service and our products really is is kind of what our identity goes along with. Yeah. And, you know, we're not owned by any parent company or anything. We're independently owned, chef-owned and operated. Really, we just kind of try to follow, i say, Ant- match, try to yeah. try to match Anthony's right. energy, which is impossible because he works like a mad dog. <laughs> but um, he also gives us a lot of opportunity to kind of create the, uh, the atmosphere, the vibe, if you will, ourselves, which is really, you know, like you said, kind of matches our drinks, like simple, but, you know, thorough, you know, organic. Um, family, I mean, is kind of, you know, thrown around a lot. We kind of laugh at it, but it is true. Like, we're very close with our staff. We're very close with our regulars, the people in the area, and, and that's huge to us. We just want people to feel comfortable coming in. I mean, we're sitting right by the bar right. here. We see everyone. We literally know every single person at the bar right now. <laughs> Full bar, everybody and that's, by first name. That's how it is every single night, you know. I mean, we developed a great relationship with you guys yeah, pretty totally. quickly, too. We just got along really well. We like to have people's personalities come through here. We don't want to, like, stifle. We want yeah. to kind of bring that out. So. Well, and, it's, and, and not to interject, but, you know, when I started coming down here, I mean, obviously the food here is amazing. I mean, that's that's Crazy. the big drag. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the fact, and, you know, Lindsay's Sicilian, and, you know, we go back to uh, New York and we'll try and find these little like dive places to get good Italian food. I think that's the hidden gem here too. <laughs> is that yeah. yeah, chef is is can make some killer Italian food. And it's not yeah. yeah, it's not advertised as an Italian place. Right. It's it's extremely approachable. First and foremost, anytime you come down here, you can find a place to park. So I throw out a parking available. That's, yeah, you guys have parking <laughs> right, right off the highway, right, right off seventy one. <laughs> like it's awesome. You get right off. You're right there. Um, but they're right. I mean, I, I I can tell you. You know, you go to so many different places and you see the staff turnover. I'm seeing new servers. I'm seeing new this. Not with this place. I, I see the same faces. They all know who you are. You know who they are. It's it's yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to make it sound like happy days or anything. Yeah, but, me yeah. either. <laughs> no, but what's what's so interesting about bars versus like a brewery, for instance, and and there's a little bit of crossover there. But um, when you are going out to a bar, like say I, you know, me and my wife, we finished doing something downtown. Like, all right, let's go grab a drink somewhere. I feel like we're almost picking places based on that personality of the place or the vibe of the place or what, instead of the drink necessarily. Whereas in the other side of my life, the beer side, it's we pick it based on the beer most of the time or whatever's closest. You know, we you know, we're going right. there because of the, the drink. So with a place like this, I feel like so much effort has to be put into or maintained to, to, to keep that that feeling the way it's supposed to be. And it's uh, yeah. I can see that that uh, a lot of not places have difficult great to do, but it would be very it would be very easy to let it get away and turn into something else. That's yeah, a, that's a priority for us, you yeah. know, making everyone feel welcome. A lot of places have good food, you know, a lot of places have really great drinks, but I don't know if that's always the thing you come back to, you know, right. it's, right. it's the feeling that, you know, I don't want to get all lovey-dovey because we're pretty jaded, <laughs> too jaded bartenders, so I don't want to give people the wrong impression, but this yeah, is, this that's what we aim for. Is, this might be dorky to say, but something I learned very early on in my restaurant career was that service is your invisible product. So, yep. you know, it's a non-tangible, but uh, I think that really resonates with us. So, 
I mean, I'm sure that's something at the uh, at your spot that you can relate with. Absolutely. So. I mean, just talking. 100%. I mean, we're going to talk about this kind of our relationship with you guys. Yeah. You know, like you said, personality is huge. We see so many different you know people from all different breweries, but like the ones that stick out in our head. So we try a lot of beer. A lot yeah. of people have great beer, but you know. You guys always stick out on the top of our heads as our favorite because we just get along with you guys so much better than, than everyone else. Shout out to everyone else, too. I mean, they're, they're cool. But, yeah. you know. <laughs> Everyone's just nice to each other. You know, so. <laughs> the well, the nice thing about craft beer is, I, I, with the exception of a couple, but everyone's pretty much friends. Yeah, that's so cool. So we all say good things about each other. Good. You know, so, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> at, the, at the root of it and in the right situations, everybody's friendly. They're True. always those things that happen and the the other stuff but at the root of it and you get somebody in the right situation they will still be nice and it's still, right. still and people appreciate still that and we've seen that just on the return of all the people that come back in here you know Absolutely. is it is it like that in the bar world because i don't know the no. bar world as much as <laughs> me and aaron come from a uh, unnamed uh corporate beast of a restaurant yeah. and uh it was the opposite of that i mean we still had our regulars but it was you know, no personality. It's just no. turn and burn. So, yeah. Right. You know, try to get in as many people as possible. Yeah. Give them the least amount of acceptable service possible and then deal with the consequences. <laughs> it was a lot of do what I say and it doesn't yeah. matter why. Just um, yeah, stifle. I mean, really, if you think about it, yeah. it just kind of stifles like any sort of personality, even this, like the uniforms and stuff. Right. Well, you know, we, I've talked a lot about some of the, 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 the chain restaurants and things like that. And, you know, even some of them that have really great bar programs for what they are, you know, Fridays or whoever it yeah, may be. Great bar. Um, it, there's that you don't have that personality because you aren't allowed to have the personality in that atmosphere. It's, you know, very, very strict. This is what, this is what Fridays is. This is what Applebee's is. Whatever it may be, you know, like this is who they are, corporately speaking. And it doesn't allow the place to develop like somewhere like this might or whatever other bar you're talking about. You know, it doesn't let them, doesn't let them become or the who personality they are. is the personality they want you to. to, to exactly. Have, you you know, know, the the people behind the bar make the bar what it is, not necessarily people having That's to fit think, into yeah. that puzzle. Absolutely. Um, talk about, not necessarily where you guys came from, but kind of how you got into this world, your, your, kinda, your, your journey into the bar world. Uh, for me, I mean, starting in, I mean, it really started back when I was in high school, you know, just working part-time after, <laughs> after you know. and my, uh, my bar life started in high school. Very, very, yeah, very early on. I started dabbling. My first beer I ever had. Red Dog. I don't know if that's still around. Yes. My dad let me try that when I was uh, very young, city club age. And so, no, but uh, it was just something I kind of took to and, and I enjoyed a lot, you know, growing up, uh, you know, as a young adult. And then the place I did came, uh, come from gave me a lot of opportunity um, to kind of uh, expand, you know, my service industry knowledge and, and drink and food and gave me a lot of opportunities. Um, and, and I mean, through and through, it's just something that I really enjoy. You know, the people aspect is, is huge for me. Getting to talk to, just getting to interact with people all the time, having a good time, getting, you know, serving people drinks, drinking a little bit yourself, not too much. But, um, just enough and to really, take the edge off. Yeah, just enough. To, <laughs> speaking of which, I'm like, no. um, thank you. Um, and then um, Aaron and I both met Anthony 
at the last place we were at, and we just clicked, I mean, immediately, partly because he would come behind the bar after his shift was over and, and sample all the beers and then immediately uh, start talking smack about our, our, our selection. He's like, this is all horrible. He hated it. He hated everything. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I agree. I agree. And then eventually, you know, he told me about how he's opening this place. I feel a little offended. He told me like way late. He told me like three days before he quit. He's like, oh man, I'm out of here. I'm starting my own restaurant. I was like, what the? I'm like, you're going to tell me? He's like, well, I'm telling you now. Like, okay. Starting my own restaurant and somebody already quit on yeah, me. So yeah. I have an opening. Kinda, yeah. And, you know, I'd like you to come over. And I was like, oh, all right. Definitely. So now we're here a year later. I mean, we're super psyched about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Aaron. Uh, uh, high school would be the start of my uh, service industry career as well. Uh, I was a busser at um, a banquet hall. And then from there, um, moved on to uh, a corporate chain and then was a busser there. And I did that for a couple years and everybody kept saying... Um, moved all the way up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody kept saying like... That's you, when I first met you. Yeah. You need to serve. You need to serve. And I'm, I, was, I was very timid and shy at the time. Aaron and I have um, known each other for a long time yeah. now. Yeah. Five, like five six, six years. years. So, yeah, going back. Uh, yeah, at the, at the previous place, I, I had to, I actually uh, walked into that job with probably seven years restaurant experience, and then they were like, well, you can be a host. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's crazy. So, and I really needed a job at the time, so I took it. So, and then I, I genuinely clawed my way up from that. I was Ridiculous. a host, then a busser, then a server, and finally made it. Back down to, to bus. Yeah. <laughs> to the coveted position of bartender. Yeah. So. Which, yeah. Just, then you end up just being grumpy, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, part of it, but... Definitely resentment there. Yeah, so... Shout out to all the bar, grumpy bartenders out there. We know, I mean... Yeah. I think that's all of them. Yeah, all of them. Everybody. That's just part of the deal. Now, we, uh, that, yeah, we, we worked with... Uh, angry bartenders in the past and then we were like why are these people so angry all yeah. the time and, and then, then once you once <laughs> they're gone then i'm like oh okay i get it yeah yeah we, we eventually became the angry bartender. but here so i'm not angry it's here. Ne i'm never angry. never it's totally different yeah so this job doesn't it's it's it is stressful but in different ways so more manageable ways it's it's um it, it doesn't bring you down it doesn't bog you down what makes something so. like this less stressful compared to something like that um, again, for, for us, and I think everybody involved, there is a certain level of passion that goes into this. So it's something that, um, you know, there it, it is a jo job, but here we see this as something that could be a career. So You're it's working definitely, for other people, you know, yeah, there. Right. That's, I mean, growing a small business in of itself requires you to... It requires you to always have a passion for it, you know. It should. It should, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, let's talk about the kind of the bigger picture in Cincinnati, the, the drinking culture here and how it's changed or how it's changing, um, wh where you see it going, um, what makes this city special? Um, I don't know how much drinking you guys have done in other cities. I don't know if you can a draw lot, a, yeah, a lot. How much time do we have? What makes the city different? What makes the city special? Well, this is a huge beer yeah. Well, that's and that's I mean, that's I mean, where that's my head obvious, goes, but I think know, that's rich just because I drink a lot of rich beer. heritage yeah. of beer. But just drinking in general, I mean, everyone, I mean, they put the pedal to the metal here, man. Like yeah. for how small the population is and how small the city is, like 
I'm impressed yeah. how, how many drinks people put down here. I mean, it's just kind of ingrained in, in the culture. Drinking is part of Cincinnati. I mean, you know, German descent originally, mm-hmm. we all kind of know that, but it's really kind of seeped into the culture. It's, you know, the different, you know, events that happen throughout the city. Drinking is, is, is tied into that, and I think it's great. Well, I feel like I feel like we get it's our mood beer. Oil. It's mood I like oil. We've, I think we've nailed we've who nailed we are beer. as beer drinkers and, and beer makers or whatever. You know, you know, I feel like we've got our beer pretty well down pat in the city. We we, we can stand up with anybody. Especially, yeah, definitely. Our, Compared to different our cities. Cocktail like... culture and our booze culture, for better for lack of better words, um, I feel like we are just now scratching the surface of what we can become on that front. And it's exciting to see places that are... Um, starting to push forward into that realm and and educating people that um, may not be cocktail people before they sit down somewhere and see somebody with some kind of strawberry you know uh, lumen whatever yeah, I don't right. know what the name of the one the cocktail is <laughs> um, like you see that and you're like what what is that and then, <coughs> right oh, just try it you know I don't want people to get scared to, I mean Cincinnati is very old school right. in a sense as well you know and I think some people who aren't used to drinking cocktails can be kind of put out like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't drink hard liquor. So, but start making them responsibly is important, you know? Right. One and a half ounces, you know, is equal to a beer, which is equal right. to a glass of wine. You know, it doesn't have to be out of control, but some people, especially some of like the more traditional people in Cincinnati, it's taking a little bit longer, but definitely here, I mean, people have definitely taken to the cocktails for sure. Yeah. And, you know, again, not making them too sugary. People don't like that either. Like, I don't like anything too sweet. Right. Like, you don't have to worry about that here. Everything is not, I don't like sweet either. I like I like booze, you know? It's trying to match that kind of sweetness with the boozy flavor, with the, the freshness. That's I think that's right. really important. I think a, a, a big keyword maybe would be reluctance. Um, we were lucky enough to get the early stages of the Lumen that had, I, I liked them. I thought they were cool with the like science experiment Ultimately, label yes. on it. Yeah, so that's what I always called it. I thought they looked really cool. Um, again, people were reluctant to try those um, hard sparkling waters and seltzer type drinks. But once you get them to try one, then they're hooked after well, that. And so, I like right. the idea, and I don't know how much you guys have dove into this, but using it to start creating lower proof cocktails. Like it gives you that ability to give somebody that something has a little bit of alcohol in it, but may not be the same as a martini or whatever they're used to in their head of what a cocktail is. You know, something that you can drink a couple of and. You know, still walk maybe back to work after lunch or whatever. Maybe you know, I'm not, I'm not to <laughs> yeah, judge anybody for drinking at lunch, but um, you know, uh, like just th- I feel like there's an untapped market of I hate calling them low-proof cocktails because that seems kind of lame, but I mean that's what it is. Uh, sessionable cocktails, sure, yeah, sessionable <laughs> cocktail. Good word. That's great. Uh, beer cocktail. I mean, personally, you know, for someone who comes up with, you know, creates the cocktails like kind of takes a little bit of a load off as well, you know, like having a product that's so good and already so well made, I don't have to put it, I mean, right. I put a lot of effort in, but for the beer cocktails, you know, like, well, I already have this great product I'm going to put in, kind of takes a little bit of a load off my back, right. you know, to set it up. I just have to set it up the product well and present it well, really. Right. It makes sense to me. Is there anything else you want people to know about this place that they you think they don't know i would follow our instagram for sure yeah, absolutely At crown republic gastropub we're always doing different specials uh tomorrow i don't know when this is going yeah oh the, the, the pop tails i have to yes chime in because i saw it on their instagram i had a bushwhacker pop tail that 
is amazingness, and then it has a amazing, lots of amazingness, if you can't tell. <laughs> it sounds like I've had three, but I only have one, <laughs> I swear. But it has a handcrafted, locally crafted popsicle yeah. in it. And as that melted into there, oh my oh gosh. My Can you guys say what was in this? Because it was Yeah. Well, the, the, the people amazing. who make the, the popsicles, it's uh, Carabella Coffee in Covington, uh, yeah. Kentucky. Another local craft, small business. Yeah, craft popsicles. She uh, cultivates all the ingredients from her garden, actually. Um, and we're doing two right now. The one you tried, yeah, the Bushwhacker. It's a coconut cream popsicle inside our Bushwhacker cocktail, which is um, uh, spice rum, coconut rum, muddled strawberries, passion fruit puree, coconut puree. Um, yeah, and then we, we strain that over top of the popsicle in a martini glass. So it's going to have like a little bit of, you know, it's like a tropical, almost like a pina colada with a twist in a way. Right. And then like the more the... Yeah, like you said, the more the popsicle melts, the creamier it gets, the thicker it gets. It's really good. The other one is a strawberry basil um, popsicle, and then we're putting that in our strawberry fields um, martini, which is uh, gin. Our strawberry dolly again makes an appearance in that. Um, some elderflower. Put a little bit of egg white, lime juice. It sounds sweet, but it's like another nice and balanced uh, uh, can, cocktail. Can I ask a question? Yeah. How, do you, how do you sit... How do you come up with that? I mean, because, you know, I could think of a, mil a million excuses to get someone to bring me free popsicles and, like, keep trying <laughs> things. <laughs> how do you how do you come up with all that? I mean, obviously, you can taste the popsicle be like, oh, I think this, I think this. But, you know, coming from a beer guy, I'm very simple. You know, there's four ingredients go into it. I don't understand how you well concept something like that. We came up with the cocktails before the popsicles were brought to us, and the popsicles just happened to come in line yeah, perfectly, perfectly, with, uh, perfectly with what we had. Nice. Oh, we have a strawberry basil. Hey, oh, we have a, no, like, a drink. Well, we have a strawberry basil drink and a coconut drink, so that's perfect. I mean, as far as the uh, coming up with the cocktails themselves, I mean, a lot of trial and error, which can be a lot of fun. Bar meetings at, you know, 12 at night and kind of throwing a lot of stuff at the wall, seeing what sticks, but a lot of it comes from experience. A lot of it comes from, you know, different cocktails that we've already made in the past, uh, what we like, uh, what kind of fresh produce that we can get our hands on. But honestly, yeah. like, Anthony... A lot Anthony, of the stuff is seasonal, yeah. Yeah, a lot, of it, and a lot of it's seasonal, so we change it up from, you know... You know well, fall. if you ever need a guinea pig. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. And Anthony really gives us a lot of leash to do whatever we want, yeah. and he encourages us to try different things all the time. Like, he's always kind of pressing us, like... You know, we already got, but are we thinking of anything new? Like, and nothing, you know, is off, off the table in terms of ingredients. So we just can be as nice. creative as we want, but we don't want to get too far out there too. We just want to make flavors that people can appreciate and just kind of tinker them with, with them a little bit. To wrap it up, what is one ingredient <laughs> that you are never without at your home bar? And I'll, I'll Love. include your refrigerator. <laughs> That is the my cheesiest <laughs> answer ever. <laughs> oh, I'm a cheesy guy. Um, my home bar. Mm, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I don't really. For me, it's just a, a beer, a beer fridge. My wine it's, yeah, it's uh, uh, opener. Beer. Wine opener. Yeah, yeah. it's very important. Um, I had one cocktail ingredient that would probably be bitters. I love those those earthy flavors. Right. So. Yeah, I've got the. I mean, I've got just classic bachelor you know, bar and 
refrigerator. I don't have a whole lot. I like to go out a lot and make yes. you know, bottle whiskey and a bottle six pack. Whiskey. I try to keep one. I do. I do. I, I try to keep a couple of beers, bottle of wine, and then some spirits of some sort, just so honestly, our, our home whatever. bar is right behind yeah, exactly. me. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We, fully stocked. Yeah. Fully stocked. Uh, All right. Well, thank you guys very much. And uh, for anybody that's listening, make sure you don't just follow them on Instagram, which you should, but come down here, uh, see what this place is all about. Crown Republic. Um, It's uh, laid back, but uh, laid back is a good way to put it. I, you know, it's farmhousey maybe is a good way to describe it. Like it's just that, that it's comfortable. You, you walk in and it just feels casual environment, but you know, high quality food. It's uh, it's fantastic from what I've, what I've tried. Traditional stuff, but with the twist and really well made. Yeah. A lot of them are, yeah, classic recipes that Anthony grew up eating, kind of comfort-style food, so with the modern twist on it. Um, definitely a, uh, um, a step above a lot of other places that you've probably uh, grabbed a drink this week, so come down here and check it out. Appreciate it. <laughs> Once again... Thank you to Aaron and Alex from Crown Republic again, and of course to Lindsay and Jason for sitting on this episode. And then we'll flip-flop next week, and we'll talk um, about Rivertown and Lumen, and Alex and Aaron will sit in on that one. So it's a couple weeks that are uh, we were recording at the same time, but for you, it's, uh, it's a week apart, so... Uh, the behind the scenes secrets of what makes drinking with the gnome tick. Uh, we've got some other fun shows coming up, so uh, stay tuned. Uh, share the show with your friends. Um, just tell somebody about it. If you want to support the show, you always can. You don't need to, though, but I appreciate it. So you can go to Patreon. Uh, the easiest way is to go to thegnarlygnome.com slash support, and you can always uh, support the show there and keep the lights on, I guess. That's <laughs> the... <laughs> cheesy way to put it we'll be back next week drinking with the gnome